Did you know Super Awesome Mix has an app? Go to the Apple App Store today and download Super Awesome Mix. It's free. You could start creating and sending your own digital mixtapes in just a few clicks. Also, there's links to our Instagram account and a link where you can follow your favorite podcast. Speaking of which... Welcome back to another Super Awesome Mix. My name is Matt Sidholm alongside my co-host and co-founder of Super Awesome Mix, Samer Abusalbi. Samer, how are we doing this week? Doing so well, Matt. Welcome to Season 3, everybody. Incredible. Season 3. Unbelievable. It it almost feels like we just started. It really is hard to believe that we're this far along on the show. It, no kidding. Yeah, we've got our 100th episode coming up sometime this year, which is astounding to me that we've done that many, that I've sat down here and talked about so many songs. Uh, we do have a playlist, actually, where I'm keeping track of every single song mention we've ever had on the show. I think it's nearing like 900 or 1,000 songs, um, which is the opposite of a mixtape. You know, and this is like the issue of making someone a playlist. Here you go. Here's 17 and a half days worth of music. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. Get back Um, to us. Let us know what you think. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, we're very excited to be here season three. We've had a lot of amazing accomplishments. You know, the second season we were nominated for one of the best music podcasts, which was an incredible honor. Um, and we crossed over 200,000 listens at some point in the year, which is amazing. So we are super excited to have you here again with us all for season three, and we hope to make it even bigger and better than the previous two years. That's right. And we're starting out because it's season three for us. What we're going to look at today is a mixtape of songs from artists third album. Okay. So a year ago, we actually did this, our first mixtape of 2022, was a mix of songs from people's second albums. And so we are just going to keep that going. And as long as we're doing this, you know, third albums, fourth albums, it's going to be really interesting the further along we go here to see who's left and who's really made that many albums. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, right. So the, the rules here is that the band had to have made at least three albums and the songs are off of their third album. So that was the, uh, those were the guidelines for our mixtape today. Correct. So, Samer, we'll start off season three with your pick. You went with Let's Go by Matt and Kim. Absolutely love Matt and Kim. And I love the vibe of this song and the title and everything of just like, let's go. Um, This is off of their third album, of course, called Lightning from 2012. Um, I just really wanted to open up the mixtape over the year with a song of pretty much how I'm feeling, which is like, you know, I'll just quote the the song here, shouting out my windows, roll down, because I don't care anymore. I said, I don't care. And then let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, that's kind of just, you know, the mood I'm, I'm trying to bring to this year for everything in my life of, you know, maybe not caring so much what other people think, enjoying life and, and just rolling with things. So really wanted to open up with kind of this peppy song um, from a band that I absolutely love because they just do wild and crazy things. And they're really fun to follow on on social media. So Absolutely love Matt and Kim, and and yeah, that's what I'm kicking off the year with. I like it. I really like these guys. They're an electronic duo, but you know, this one in particular didn't sound like I don't know what I would perceive, and maybe most would perceive as like an electronic song. 
So I mm-hmm. liked that about it. Um, I was also really impressed because I was like, wow, these guys have a third album. And then I look and they've actually put out six albums in their first, like, I don't know, dozen years of existence. So I was like, man, these guys really are are working, like just churning out, um, <laughs> churning out work. So that was also really impressive, too, is that they could very easily make uh, a couple more appearances on this type of mix in the future. Yeah, for sure. I, it's funny. I think there are bands and groups and, and solo artists that just make it seem easy to just put out music that's really good all the time. <laughs> and like they're so consistent. And I, I'd say that this is a group that's very consistent. Like their albums generally have kind of a similar sound. And I, that's great. Like I love their sound. And yeah, they can just keep doing it over and over. And then there's other groups where it's like this Herculean effort to like put out their next <laughs> their next album if they ever get to it at all. Um, obviously, you know, no judgment here. It's, uh, creativity is a different process for everyone, but it is interesting how that happens for some groups and others. It's like a whole thing every single time new music comes out. Obviously, you know, you and I have never put out one album, so um, hard for us to necessarily uh, know what goes into that, but still pretty impressive when some can just kind of continually churn out quality work like that. Indeed. Well, maybe someday we will um, do a new album, which brings us to our second song, which is Someday, I Suppose, by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Okay, so this song is the opening theme for uh, one of the more popular podcasts out there that I listen to a lot, The Adam Carolla Show. And uh, what's funny is for the longest time, I really only knew the first few notes of it because that's all they would play on the show before the show (laughs) would start. And then I finally listened to the whole song and I was like, oh, I love this song. And uh, so preparing for this mix, I realized it was off their third album called Don't Know How to Party. And it was actually from 1993. These guys have put out like 20 albums. They've been around for a long time. Um, This song, I think, kind of typifies their sound. You got Dickie Barrett, their lead singer. He's got the really, you know, rough, gravelly voice. Um, Hard one to karaoke if you're going to try to recreate this. Uh, And then they've got the horns and kind of the ska feel to them. Um, obviously they came, uh, you know, into a existence in the nineties and, and really came, came on pretty big, uh, in that decade when, when Ska was kind of having a moment there. Uh, but they keep putting out work and, and it's all pretty good, but I really like this song. I just love the, you know, you talk about the new year kind of el- eliciting sort of a let's go feel to it. You know, I think this one rings true too, because there's a lot of, yes, yeah, someday I'll do that. And then he's kind of pissed off that that someday never happens. So you know, don't let that be you. Don't let that someday just kind of linger. Um, but yeah, this is a great song. Great reminder of that. It is. And um, I, I loved the line a lot. The more I try to change its course, the more off course it goes, which is another kind of theme for me, which is, you know, learning to kind of let go of controlling things, you know, because we often can't control what we think we can. <laughs> and so, uh, and and often the more we do try to control things, the worse it gets. And so it's just very much a matter of like learning to let go and, and kind of just let the river take you where it's going to take you. So really liked it from that point of view, um, the lyrics in the song. And I also uh, remembered that this was in the movie Clueless, which is just like a great 90s film. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, very 90s film. Yeah. Very, very 90s. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so in that regard, I, I enjoyed the throwback as I listened to this song. And also, I think I went to a real big fish concert at some point in my life. And so, you know, the kind of ska sound threw me back as well. What a what a great time to be alive. 
<laughs> that was all those horn players in high school in the late 80s. Like they all had a, a real moment in the 90s. <laughs> they must have yeah. been so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Very exciting. Yeah. All right. Uh, your next pick, you went with I Found You by Passion Pit and Galantis. Yeah. So this is off of the third uh, Galantis album, Church. Um, and it's a collab, of course, with Passion Pit. These are two sound like two groups um, that I think work really well together because obviously they're both you know electronic in nature. Um, I I got into Galantis I think in you know the late let's call or mid like 2010s. Um, really just liked working to like EDM music and so this was a group that was pretty popular and I've mentioned a couple of their songs before like the Peanut Butter Jelly song which is amazing um, and. Yeah, I I liked, again, the lyrics in this song in particular. The opening one um, really just like speaks to an experience that I've certainly had these last several years, but I think other people can relate, which uh, he sings, look and see just how bad these last few years were to me. They brought me lower than you'd ever believe. No light to look up to. Um, oh, yeah, you know, you had it just as bad, but never would show. You barely made it out alive. Yeah, that's when I found you. Uh, so I've had the, you know, like just an experience of of meeting uh, my partner during the pandemic. And so I thought that was really unique in this regard of like, yeah, it's been really rough, but there were some really quick, you know, good things to come out of it and trying to focus on those things as well. So I loved the, again, the vibe of this particular song. Um, but in general, I just love Galantis because like, for the most part, their songs are just like happy feeling songs. Like you can play an album of theirs and you're going to feel just like, you know, kind of you got a, a pop or a pep in your step. And, um, you know, again, I'm just trying to trying to open the year up with as much positivity as I can. We'll see how long that lasts. Maybe by the second <laughs> recording, it's going to be like, Matt, I'm so run down. <laughs> <laughs> took one day. It took one day for that to fall off. Yep. Um, I really like this song. It had a had kind of a Brit pop feel to it. And uh, I could see it. You know, you kind of talked about a little bit of a, you know, I mean, it's pretty clear that two people coming together here. I could see this on the soundtrack for an indie romantic comedy, right? Mm, like maybe yes. something, you know, you get the closing scene where the two people kiss and then it rolls right into the credits. I, I could see totally. that happening with this song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really good one. I, I was not um, familiar with this song, but it's a, it's a really good one, really positive feel to it. So I like it. Nice. All right. Well, uh, different vibe for track four. You went with Without Me by Eminem. Yeah, Eminem had two monster albums to start his recording career with uh, the, the Marshall Mathers LP and the Slim Shady LP. Uh, and so the third album was also really highly anticipated. Um, I think they all kind of came pretty close together. Uh, this one's called The Eminem Show. Um and it's a really strong album. This was probably one of his bigger hits. It was a big music video when this came out too. Uh, and the whole message, you know, Eminem at his, at his height was someone who was very controversial. Um, mm -hmm. And then kind of after 8 Mile, I feel like everyone just kind of started to like him <laughs> more than feel like controversial about anything he said. Although he kept coming out with, uh, you know, songs that, that kind of pushed the envelope. But yeah, this song just kind of hits on, you know, you hate me, but you love me, like that kind of theme to it, you know, it'd be so empty without me. So um, I don't know, it's a, it's a fun song. It's a fun music video. Um, but yeah, really good, uh, really good stuff here from Eminem. Yeah, what, what made me laugh about this is like, 
there, this is definitely a song. I think if you recorded this as an artist, I think many years later, and this is exactly what happened, you'd look back at some of these lyrics and attacks on people, and you'd be like, "Oh, I probably, I probably shouldn't have said that," <laughs> <laughs> you know. But at the time, like that was your whole kind of shtick, right? Was just like dissing people and bringing them down, and like you're saying, being controversial. My favorite piece is like he's got this really problematic attack against Moby. He calls him like, you know, a derogatory term. Yeah. And then Moby was interviewed about it. And he said that this is actually his favorite Eminem song because it brought him a lot of free publicity. <laughs> <laughs> that he never he never would have gotten it in any other way. And I was like, you know what? What a great attitude. Like there's a there's a positive spin on someone literally, you know, attacking you and calling you an awful name in a song. You're like, cool. More people know about me now. <laughs> well, totally. Yeah. Think about with all the you you know, all the name drops in there were kind of of a certain time. And so I'm sure a lot of people, if they're listening to this song now, if they really did a deep dive, would probably discover a few other artists that they otherwise wouldn't get a lot of airplay. So that that's a really right. interesting point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, very great song. I remember listening to this in high school and loving it at the time. All right. Another kind of throwback song here, um, but one that people absolutely know. You went with Get Your Freak On by Missy Elliott. Yeah, we need more Missy. Every time we put Missy Elliott on on the mix, on a mix, we're, we kind of have that thought. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it here because she had three albums. Miss E, So Addictive is the name of this one. And she's spot on because her music is really addictive. Um, you know, this is all the way from 2001. Rolling Stone called it like the 14th best song of the 2000s. And and I agree, it's easily, you know, like a top 20 could be argued to be top 10. She's so talented. You know, we, we've said a lot about her before uh, that we don't need to repeat. But I just absolutely love the song. I think what makes it so like I think you she could release this song today and it would be just as big a hit as it was released back then in 2001. And I think there is just like a special place for songs like that, where it's like they're just truly kind of timeless, like they're ahead of their ahead of the curve. Um, I think here, you know, working with Timbaland and and just having that the beat um, that is like this bonger style drum and all this like synth work together. It's just like it's genius. It, it's unbelievable and uh, so catchy. And then putting her vocals and, and her rapping ability on top of it, it's it's a gem. So definitely wanted to, you know, get more Missy in our life and. So I started off with Get Your Freak On. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you picked this one. This is definitely the song that I think took Missy Elliott from, you know, famous to really super famous. Because I think a lot of non-rap mm -hmm. fans got on board with this because it was just everywhere. You know, any party you went to, even now, I think it was just featured in a commercial sometime in the last couple of years, too. So you're right. I mean, it's something everybody would kind of recognize. But yeah, I think it's kind of cool. She had two, you know albums prior to this but then with this third album and with this single in particular i think it really elevated her up so um yeah really cool to see and obviously yeah like you said timeless song everybody loves it so can't go wrong here so for track six this is actually a song by madonna i had not heard before um which is interesting so i really enjoyed listening to this one but it is true blue yeah, off the album of the same name. And um, this album is actually look pretty incredible. If you go look at the track listing, you've got Papa Don't Preach, Open Your Heart, Live to Tell, La Isla Bonita. I think even Where's the Party is on this. So, I mean, half the album are were like singles that they've just rolled out. Um, I picked this one because it was kind of one of the more unique songs. It was so different for Madonna. I think it was described as like a tribute to 
you know, 60s girl groups, right? And, and just, you know, it's got that real throwback vibe to it, both, you know, sonically and lyrically. And uh, it really, I think this album kind of shows just how good an artist she could be and what, you know, the range of songs she could put out there. Um, so yeah, it's a, it was a, it was a really great album overall. And this was after she had two big albums to start her career off. So then to come with this one, it was really, uh, really pretty impressive. But I always thought this one always stood out to me because it's just so different for Madonna and especially, you know, she's gotten more, I think, electronic, I think her last couple albums that have come out in the last decade or so. So anybody who's maybe more familiar with those, if you went back and listened to this, you, I think it would really throw you for a curveball, but still a great song. Yeah, I think maybe that's why I'd never heard this song, because it is so different than, you know, kind of your your pop Madonna. And, you know, being a kid that wasn't really listening to music in the 80s yet, because I was so young, um, I think, you know, as a result, I only ever heard like Madonna's biggest hits, because those were the ones that just kept playing and kept playing and kept playing. So um this was new for me but you're right it's like it is very different and i I really liked it and i I thought the lyrics are so sweet like i just like the message of of her kind of finding um you know finding the one basically and and what that's all about so uh really enjoyed listening to it and what an 80s sound too you know we i always point out songs that are just the 80s encapsulated in a single song and this this checks that box without a doubt 100 um, yeah definitely yeah. but it's interesting because it's like an updated it does have that 60s feel to it both from a lyrical standpoint but you're right there's that synth uh aspect to it that right. makes it kind of 80s and yeah but very different for madonna who you know i i've put eminem on here as kind of a controversial artist i mean she was obviously very controversial when she came out so you're right to come out with a song like this that is just a really sweet little love song. Uh, very yeah. different, I think, for people out there. Um, all right, so your next pick, you went with Chocolate by Snow Patrol. Yeah, so it's so funny. Um, you know, again, I always mention that there's a song that comes to mind immediately whenever I am starting to mix, and I really wanted to feature a song by Snow Patrol for some reason because I don't think I've done that yet, or if I have, it's only been like one and I was so excited to to learn as I did that. I was that final straw, which is the album name, is their third album. And I didn't even know their music off of their first two albums. And I think this was the first album where they became more mainstream. And I think they were featured in some TV shows and in some movies um, to where, you know, they started to like get a, a bigger name and, and more airtime, which, you know, to me is a cool message of like, hey, maybe your first two albums are okay and like you're proud of them and that's awesome. But your third one is the one that really strikes the gold. So, you know, here we go. Season three, that's the energy I'm I'm trying to bring. (laughs) Um, (laughs) First two seasons were great. Let's make this one spectacular. But I love the song off the album. I really love the whole album. It's one of my, I still play it start to finish, you know, at least once or twice a year uh, since first learning about it all the way back in in the 2000s. What's so funny about this one, a quick little story is that I think I would frequently put this on like a mixtape I'd give to someone I'm like romantically interested in because it was like a way for me to introduce a band I really liked and I really liked the song. And for some reason, I thought it was like kind of a love song based off of the lyrics. And it only sort of is a love song in the sense that I've learned he actually had just cheated on his girlfriend. And this is a song about him apologizing and trying to like kind of at the same time, own it and be like, oh, I'm taking responsibility. Yep, I totally did that. But by the way, I love you and I'm so sorry. And I'll like do anything to get you back. And so maybe that's why all those relationships didn't work out. Because I put this song on those 
<laughs> their mixtape and they were like, what is he, what message is he sending right now? <laughs> that is so funny because one of the notes I wrote down as I was listening to it before I even researched it, I wrote like, I can't tell if this person is happy or not is really what I wrote. And um, right. yeah, that's, that's kind of funny. Then when you hear the story, it's like, yeah, he may or may not be happy in this situation that he's in. So right. That's uh, that's really funny. Yeah, I could see people maybe being thrown for a curve if they just heard this song and they were like, "Is this a love song?" I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but it is. It, it's a good song. I, I'm kind of with you. I did not realize Snow Patrol had put out so many albums because their biggest hit. You know, you talk about this one taking them a little bit mainstream, but that song "Chasing Cars," which still gets radio play, mm-hmm. that was on their fourth album. So think about right. that. Like their biggest kind of mainstream hit song, like let alone album. Um, didn't come till their fourth album. So anyway, I thought that was impressive. And I did like this. Um, the the Chasing Cars song gets played a lot. But, you know, like so often with um, artists who have one big hit, it, you know, kind of overshadows maybe some of their other work that, that might even be a little better. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And I would put this song in that category. Okay, track eight here. Um, you went with Mrs. Potter's Lullaby by Counting Crows. Yeah, so Counting Crows as a band came out, I mean, when I was end of high school, I think it was when Mr. Jones came out. That was their first big hit. And then Round Here, uh, that was off their first album, August and Everything After. Their second album, uh, I think it was called, um, what, Recovering the Satellites. I didn't love that album either. Um, and then this album came out, This Desert Life, and I must have played it beginning to end. I think I even put it on our No Skip album uh, mix. And so uh, this is a song, um, it's the second track, and it almost they almost kind of bleed into this track from the first track. It kind of sounds like they're recorded at the exact same time. But um, it's a great one. It's like seven minutes long, very lyric heavy, you know, which right up my alley. So um, really good stuff. It's funny because the title comes from him seeing the actress Monica Potter in the movie uh, Con Air. She was Nicolas Cage's love interest in that. And uh, he later dated Monica Potter after this song came out. So <laughs> kind of a kind of a funny side note to this one. Um, but yeah, the line I always love here is when is in the I think last verse when the last king of Hollywood shatters his glass on the floor and orders another. Well, I wonder what he did that for. That's when I know I have to get out because I have been there before. And I love that that kind of feeling of deja vu because I mean I feel like I've used that when I'm about to leave jobs <laughs> or right. you know, things I'm working on. It, it feels like that deja vu. I'm I'm doing the same thing over and over again. That's that's a good signal to to kind of move on. So that uh, that lyric always kind of stood out for me. Yeah, you talked about this song. You know, checking the lyrical box there. I found myself almost copying and pasting every line of the song <laughs> because there's so many good ones. Uh, the ones that I really liked are like, you've, if you've never stared off into the distance, then your life is a shame. Um, I I love that because I think you know it's important to kind of take some time to do nothing and reflect. Uh, and you know, if you're staring off in the distance, that's a really good time to reflect. Um, I also really like the line, well, I am an idiot walking a tightrope of fortune and fame, Yeah, <laughs> which I really enjoyed that, you know, just like the the issues that come with, um, you know, dealing with these two things, these two powers of fortune and fame, they can they can be very destructive if you let them. So I like this imagery of, of him walking a tightrope between these two things and, and you're just trying to stay on it and not let either one like have you come crashing to the floor. So 
very um really really good imagery in the song I, I really enjoyed it and it's also like a foot tapping song i just found myself wanting to kind of move to it as it was playing it's really good yeah yeah uh all right so track nine you go with mr november by the national yeah so obviously off their third album alligator uh, the national is a band that i honestly discovered last year and you know have been really enjoying getting to their their discography and learning more about them you know i have a post on instagram that's probably one of our most popular posts that basically talks about like hearing a band for the first time and it just ignites your soul um like it just connects you so deeply and the national was that for me that's what inspired that post um and and all these amazing comments on it of, of people like feeling the exact same way so yeah i don't know about what it is it might be his voice like the the gravelly nature of his voice it's so unique it's it's hard to find voices like that that kind of make it into into the pop world um you know in a way that, that the national has uh or in the mainstream like music world and so what's really funny though about this song in particular and why i picked this off of the album is that you know it's called mr november it was actually written about the john Kerry campaign back in the 2004 election and, you know, he mentioned that they try not to be political, that he was just really more reflecting on, like, the effort it, it must take to run for election um, and, you know, what that does to you, especially if you lose, uh, which, of course, we knew John Kerry loses at the 04 election. But what I, you know, he says he's trying not to be po political, but, like, the lyrics over and over is, like, don't F us over, Mr. November. You know, I feel like he really <laughs> right. wants, he really wants Kerry to win, and I just have some bad news for him. <laughs> It didn't work out. It didn't work out. It did not work out that time. Yeah. <laughs> but then I also read they came back in 2008 and had shirts with, uh, I think, Obama's picture on it that said Mr. November. Right. So they kind of yes. tried to recover there from uh, the John Kerry loss. With, no, no, no. It's about this guy. It's about this guy the whole time. <laughs> this one's great. It's, um, I thought it was the when I first listened to it and didn't have the backstory on the uh, campaign connection. I almost thought it was someone who was like a big star in high school or something like that and was almost trying to, you know, live off that glory, right? Like, don't worry. Hey, I'm Mr. Right. November. Like kind of reminding people of of like a nickname you used to have or some reputation you used to have. But, you know, things aren't going well, I would say, if you're listening to the song, right? <laughs> right. And so, um, I, yeah, I thought it, it was a really cool song. But then, yeah, when you make the uh, connection to the election, that was pretty neat. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I kind of got that vibe, too. And I think it's the line about, like, or being remembered of being carried on on the shoulders of cheerleaders or yes. something, right? Which is, yeah. like, very, yeah like a very high school, maybe you're on a football team or something imagery of, yeah, you've yeah, this big like deal and, you and maybe you're not anymore. Once yeah. upon a time. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, poor John Kerry. All right. Um, <laughs> track 10. <laughs> you went with money ain't a thing by Jay-Z and Jermaine Dupree. Yeah, so I also think of this song as like early Jay-Z. And then when I was like researching, I was like, wait, this was his third album. And the album's volume two, Hard Knock Life, which turned out to be his most commercially successful album. And so many songs off this, I either got radio play or as I was thinking about it, I maybe just heard a lot because I feel like everybody had this album. And so, you know, so many huge hits if you go back and look at the album but i i picked this song because i do remember this music video standing out 
because it's like him and Jermaine Dupri just driving around in like Ferraris, like literally throwing money out of the car. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I was just like, that seems like a lot of fun. I think that's something I, you know, if, if I had the uh, means to do that, that could be something fun to do. So um, that video all stands out in my mind. So went with that one and it's just a fun song overall. I mean, that's just a Saturday afternoon for me. I don't I don't know what you're doing. Look, a <laughs> lot of us live in the middle of the country and aren't a coastal elite <laughs> like you are, Samer. Uh, you're right. I gotta I gotta connect. <laughs> I'm I'm too disconnected. I don't I don't know what's real anymore. Um to be clear, listeners, in no way do I drive around in a Ferrari throwing money out the window. Oh my goodness. Although paying Manhattan rent might might as well be burning it might as money. Well be. My God. But yeah, driving around crazy. I don't think you could drive around Manhattan like you could get up to like eight miles an hour in a Ferrari and then have to slow down again, right? <laughs> and then I'd probably be mugged because yeah. they're like, Hey, that guy's throwing money out. <laughs> hey, that guy's got a bag of money in his front seat. Yeah. <laughs> would not. I don't yeah. recommend it. Yeah. No. No. I wouldn't make it far. But yeah, it's a great, it's, this is a great song. Um, I love old school Jay-Z. I mean, he's been in, you know, talking about people who've been in the industry forever. He's certainly one of these people and has done a lot in the industry outside of just his rapping career. So um, great song. I have always loved his voice. And yeah, like I, I love the, um, I love kind of the lines here again. You know, I just like old school rap and hip hop where it's just kind of all about money and and fame and and everything that kind of comes with it and so the whole premise of the song that you know money is not a problem is great i I love that love that energy all right well we're gonna change the energy up a little bit here as we get to your last pick um we go with heart-shaped box by nirvana yeah so this was a realization that you know if if we follow the rules of bands that need at least x number of albums then you know we can't play them anymore as we go further in our show and so nirvana unfortunately only had like three studio albums and this is off of their third album in utero um but honestly i think this might be my favorite nirvana song um you know there's like a lot of them that obviously are really good but if i had to like put a number one spot it might be this one um it's like a song that i find impossible to listen to quietly like if i were to start there was like a volume scale of zero to 10 and I were to start the song at like a four or five, I would end it at a 10. Like I just find myself wanting to turn it up. Um, I think like the power of his voice, the hurt and the emotion and the rock. I mean, it just, all of these things are absolute genius. They still, you know, are, are game changing today. Like they still set the tone for the next 30 years of, of rock music and, and hard rock and, and grunge and inventing this kind of pushing this whole genre into into the mainstream. So um, such a powerful band, obviously such an amazing album. And so that's why I wanted to call it out. The other thing I love about this is that the show Westworld does a lot of compositions of, of pop songs, this being one of them. Uh, so like Ramin Jawadi, I believe, um, is the composer for Westworld soundtrack. And there is like this orchestral version of the song that is just haunting i mean absolutely haunting it's it's so beautiful so be sure to check out that version as well um if you like this song you'll love that one very cool yeah um no i'm really glad you included this on the mix because yeah when i saw that on here that's when it kind of hit me i was like wait a minute that was their last album um and i remember coming out it was highly anticipated um and then it ended up being their last one one thing i'd recommend for people out there who want more nirvana um, is to check out their MTV Unplugged 
album or, Mm -hmm. you know, you could probably watch the whole thing on YouTube, but you know, they kind of, you know, it's, it's an acoustic version of all their songs and, um, yeah, it's, it's really well done. And so that's like another album you could check out if you want more Nirvana. But um, yeah, I mean, I remember this one coming out and obviously got a lot of uh, energy behind it. People people wanted to hear more and more Nirvana. Um, looking at this whole album, you know, about half the songs, I think, still get some sort of radio play if you're listening to like Sirius XM. Um, they're still kind of well-known songs, I feel like. So um yeah, I mean, not not surprising that this would be one of your uh, one of your favorites when it comes to Nirvana. But yeah, I'm really glad you picked this one. Nice. So with that, let's take us to the last track of the opening episode of season three, and of course, it is a Bruce Springsteen track. It's actually maybe my favorite one that I've heard so far, and it is "Born to Run." Yeah, so, you know, Bruce has made like 20 studio albums, so he's probably going to be on this mix (laughs) for as long as we have the show. Um, But this is off the album uh, titled Born to Run. And, um, you know, this whole album for Springsteen fans, you know, is is usually at near the top. His biggest album overall commercially was was either Born in the USA or actually the Born in the USA follow-up, Tunnel of Love. And um, but but this is the one that the fans really get behind, especially as it relates to stuff that gets played in concerts. So it also includes Thunder Road. She's the one Jungle Land and 10th Avenue Freeze Out. So, I mean, that's five tracks right there. There's only like seven or eight tracks on the whole album. <laughs> so it's right. a uh, it's a really big one. This is probably this song is the one that absolutely 100 percent. If you go see Springsteen in concert, um, he's going to play the song and it's going to be either the last song before they break, you know, for an encore or like the second to last song. So um, it is on there every night, you know, tons of great energy behind it. You know, it's about kind of breaking away and, and kind of following your, your dreams, getting away from, you know, in his case, a small town, but it might be a, a small situation, small minded people, whatever that is. Um, but yeah, I mean, had to, you know, when it comes to uh, third albums, this one was a monster one for Springsteen and, and the biggest hit on there was was Born to Run. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned all of those tracks off of this album and, and many of them we've already discussed and you're right, like they're all good. Like 10th Avenue Freeze Out is the one that I'm probably most familiar with uh, just having listened to it a couple of times. But I loved this song. Like I, I really do think it might be my favorite Bruce song to date. Uh, that you've brought on the show and and it's just a fantastic send-off of this mix and and us kicking off the year because you know it definitely gets you kind of fired up and and i loved uh the energy of it and even just the title of of us you know being born to run the other thing that made me laugh is that they wanted to make this the official new jersey state song (laughs) but it was kind of denied because they mentioned driving around in suicide machines and i guess they didn't want suicide to be associated (laughs) with new jersey and i was like i get that I can appreciate that. <laughs> You're already living in Jersey. We don't need to talk about suicide. <laughs> Apologies to all just our kidding. New Jersey listeners out there. Yeah, it's okay. just kidding. New Jersey is actually a lovely state. I lived there for two years. <laughs> it's really nice. Very nice. Um, but yeah, great song. Great pick. Uh, very happy that this was our, our final song in this mix. All right. Well, there you have it. It is a, a new mixtape for your collection um season three we've kicked it off all right we're gonna be here all year long no we're not going anywhere so we're gonna get to work on more mixtapes and uh in the meantime for sammer this is matt and we'll see you next time 
Super Awesome Mix is brought to you by DLM. Make shopping easy with DLM, the one-stop shop for all your casual clothing needs. Shop DLMSupplyCo.com and enter the promo code AWESOME at checkout to save 15% off your first purchase. That's DLMSupplyCo.com.